Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Obviously, you weren't, and neither was I. But certainly, there were many eyewitnesses. There were those who were for him and those who were against him. Those who were his, uh, who were his followers must have been sort of blown away. That is, how painful and how difficult the crucifixion must have been for them to stand there and watch him being crucified, that listened to his preaching, that seen his miracles, that heard a promise of a better world, and now all of a sudden they see him on a cross, slowly dying. So it must have been just an amazing experience, an amazing, painful experience as far as they were concerned. But then, a couple of days later, some of the women were told, uh, went to the tomb and found that his body was no longer there. He had left the tomb. And again, for them, his immediate followers, how difficult that must have been. I mean, they were grieving uh, his departure. And I suppose when they heard about the fact that his body was no longer in the tomb, they didn't really know what exactly to think. Now, that's the context for those two individuals that we hear about in today's Gospel reading. That is, the individual called Clophus. We don't know who the other one was. It could have been his wife, for all we know. Anyway, the two of them were told were leaving uh, Jerusalem uh, on their way to this place called Emmaus. We're not really sure why they were leaving. Were they leaving because they were going home? Were they leaving because of the fact that they had some business there? Or maybe they just wanted to get out of Dodge. They, they, they felt that everything was just too much for them and they needed to clear their heads. Anyway, they're on the way and all of a sudden, they're joined by this stranger. They fail to recognize him. We know that it was none other than the Lord himself. They were very downcast, so much so that uh, he turned to them, he says, folks, he says, what's going on here? Why are you so sad? And so they give him their story, sort of from the beginning how they're impressed by him, etc., etc. And he could have, at any stage, he could have interrupted them and said, listen, folks, I'm the risen Lord. Uh, you don't need to go any further. But he didn't, he didn't actually do that. He allowed them uh, to grieve. He allowed them to tell their own story. And then when they were finished, he in turn uh, had a lot to say to them about the fact that, he says, let's face it, he says, if you know the scripture, it says, it says that the, the, the Christ must suffer and die in order to enter into his glory. And then we're told that he explained the scripture to them uh, about who, who he was. Anyway, by now they had been walking and talking for a long time. They obviously had, had bonded together but it was time for the two to uh, arrive at the destination. He acted, the risen Lord acted as if he was going farther, 
but they pressed him. They said, come on in, uh, have hospitality with us. And that's exactly what happened. And we know that uh, in the midst of the dinner that uh, the Lord himself, we're told, um, he was the guest, but all of a sudden he became the host. He took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he passed it to them. And we're told that immediately, immediately, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. As soon as they recognized him, he disappeared. And they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us as we journeyed with him and as he explained the scripture to us? So a wonderful story, a wonderful story of the appearance of the risen Lord to his people and how they came to recognize him in the breaking of the bread. And my friends, that's what we're about here today. We're about the breaking of the bread because ultimately that's uh, another word for the Eucharist. So the bread will be broken and it will be received. Unfortunately, those of you who are in the audience uh, who are watching this would not have an opportunity to receive the Lord on this day. And of course, we know why. We know that because of the uh, virus that it has separated us from one another. It's a challenging situation. Uh, when we were sort of locked out, we expected that perhaps in a month or two months that this would be all over and we come back together again. Now we know that it hasn't happened like that, but the virus continues. But hopefully, if it continues to decline over a period of time, then uh, after the necessary precautions, we may be able to come back together again. But I think that in, in the meantime, uh, just keep in mind that uh, we miss the Lord, we miss receiving the Eucharist, we miss that breaking of the bread, uh, but the Lord comes to us in a variety of different ways. He touches our lives and transforms us in a variety of different ways. So uh, even though your hearts may be hurting because uh, you're not able to receive the Eucharist, just know that the Lord, in His Scripture and in your prayer, you can experience His presence and His healing grace in a variety of different ways. Amen.